There's a 40-foot cross known as the Peace Cross. It stands in Prince George's County, Maryland. It's been there for more than 100 years. It pays tribute to 41 veterans that gave their life in World War I. It bears the names of all those veterans around the base of that monument. With those names are four words, valor, endurance, courage, devotion. Just recently, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals determined that that cross was unconstitutional. It said it must come down. You know, the cross has always been controversial. For some 2,000 years, the cross has been a fork on the road for people. They don't understand it. They're trying to figure it all out. What does this cross really mean? So we know that are sitting in this room today, I believe, that the controversy about the cross is because our Lord and Savior, the Son of God, was crucified on that cross. He gave himself willingly. Nails did not hold our Savior to that cross. Love did. He was born to die. Jesus Christ willingly walked up Calvary's hill. He says, no man taketh my life. I will lay it down and then I will take it back up again. He was nailed to that cross. He was buried in a bald tomb. But it wasn't over yet. There's a difference between Christianity, our faith, and the faith of everybody else. If you go to the tomb of Muhammad, you'll find his remains there. If you go to the tomb of Confucius, you'll find his remains there. If you go to the tomb of Joseph Smith, you'll find his bones there. But if you go to the tomb of Jesus Christ, I got great news. He's not there. You will not find him there. He's risen. He was victorious over sin and death in the grave. Jesus Christ lives today at the right hand of God. As we think about this event 2,000 years ago, the coming of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ, his entrance into Jerusalem, the time he spent with his apostles in that upper room, the Garden of Gethsemane experience, and then the crucifixion upon that cross, we realize that God took one of the most horrible events of all time and made it one of the most wonderful things. We're here to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ today. You know what the world would say? Two-thirds of them? So what? So what that he was raised to the dead? They don't believe it. They have a hard time kind of figuring it out. So what? So what that he was raised from the dead? Well, the Apostle Paul has an answer for so what? If you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me, if you will, to Romans chapter 6, verse 4. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. As you find your way there, stand with me out of reverence and respect to the reading of God's holy word this morning. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. It says this, Therefore we're buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your holy word, Lord, that lives. Father, speak to our hearts today, Lord, that we know that your Savior lives, but also, Father, he desires life for us. Father, we thank you now once again for this time in your holy house. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. There's two powerful truths that come out of this verse. First and most importantly, Jesus Christ rose from the grave. Secondly, that this changes everything for those that believe. Because Jesus Christ rose from the grave, we can have life. 
Jesus Christ rose from the grave. You know, there's more evidence supporting the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the grave than any other event in human history. Nothing else has the documentation that the resurrection of Jesus Christ has. I want to ask you one other thing. Have you ever noticed in the New Testament, nowhere in the New Testament do we see support or defense for the resurrection of Jesus Christ? It's not there. The man that wrote the New Testament knew that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. There's no question. Nothing needed to be proved. They said, Jesus Christ is risen because I saw him. Or because I know 500 people that saw him. Jesus Christ rose from the grave. The second truth here is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ changed everything for those that believe. You look closely at Romans 6. Look at that again for just a second. Therefore, we are buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we should walk in newness of life. This scripture says that Christ's death is our death. Christ's burial is our burial. Christ's resurrection is our resurrection. Scripture here tells us that Jesus Christ not only died for us, Jesus Christ died as us. He, he died for you and I, but he also died as you and I. Our sins are dead and buried. We were raised to walk in newness of life. Well, what does that mean? I want to tell you about a fellow by the name of Robert Steinhardt. In October of 1948, Robert Steinhardt was on his way to New Orleans on a train. They were getting close to the city, and all of a sudden there's an oncoming train that collided with him, and it was a major catastrophe, a major train accident. Robert was incredibly was burned, but he also had an incredibly serious head injury. Doctors didn't know if he was going to live, but slowly but surely they nursed him back to health. As he was beginning to wake up and as he was beginning to talk to him, they asked him his name. He didn't know. He didn't know anything about his life. Nothing. Nothing. He was in the hospital for months, and they continued to work with him. They realized that more than likely he's not going to regain his memory. He can operate. He can function. So they said, hey, you can have a life. You just need to figure out who you were. Well, he had befriended a, a pastor when he was in the hospital. The pastor kind of helped him move on after he got out of the hospital there. The pastor helped him find a place to work, find a place to live. And eventually, Robert even married somebody and had two children. One evening, though, he came home from work. An evening in November 1963, 15 years later, he noticed that there was two out-of-state police cars outside his house. Robert had a family there, so he was curious and wondered, worried about somebody maybe being hurt inside. He went inside, and the police officer was sitting there talking to his wife. He didn't know what it was about until he walked in. His wife had told him his whole story, told the police officer his whole story. He walked in, and this police officer said, Hey, you're not really Robert Steinhardt. Your real name is Stanley Reed Calhoun. And 15 years ago, you robbed the bank. It was an armed robbery, and you also shot somebody, wounded him. And we're here to arrest you. Well, they arrested Robert, took him back to Arkansas, and put him on trial, a place called Pine Bluffs, Arkansas. After a long, lengthy debate and long trial, the jury was ready to pronounce the sentencing. They declared Robert Steinhardt innocent, not guilty. They're kind of wondering why. Well, they said that he's no longer the same man that committed these crimes. As far as the jury's concerned, Stanley Reed Calhoun died on that train. God has given you and I the same opportunity as Robert to have a new life. No matter what was in our past, a new life. God says, I've come to give you newness of life because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ died upon that cross that you and I can have this new life. We have an incredible opportunity to live that life. You know, it says to walk in a new life, and walk means forward progress. Walk means that we're going forward in life. We have a vision and a future. We're desiring to walk where God would direct us to walk. You and I have been redeemed. We've been bought with a price. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim captive to the liberty of the captives, to open the prisons of those who are bound. Jesus paid a price for you and I with his blood. He paid that price that you and I might have life and have it more abundantly. He paid that price that we can walk in this newness of life. God has given you and I victory. He's given us a new life. God tells us that we're more than conquerors. God tells us that he's promised his life and life more abundantly. He promises he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. Jesus Christ died upon that cross to give you and I hope. I want you to know this morning that God can take our miserable yesterdays and turn them into magnificent tomorrows. There's a story about a patient in India in a Uganda hospital. He has AIDS. AIDS is a horrible epidemic in Uganda. Many children have it. Many people die from it. But he was one of the fortunate ones to receive treatment. One day when he had gone back to the hospital, greeted the hostess, the receptionist up front there. He'd become friends with her because he'd been in and out so many times. And she told him there's a new doctor here today. So the patient said, that's fine. And so he got called to go back and meet this doctor and let him examine him and check out how he was doing. So he went back there, and the doctor was cordial enough, but the doctor examined this man, and after a little while, I looked at him. He said, well, I want to be honest with you. It's not looking real good. In fact, I'd say you probably have less than a year to live. This man was devastated, absolutely devastated. As he's walking out, the receptionist saw him and could tell that he was really discouraged and depressed, and so she asked him, what's going on here? What happened? He looked at the receptionist and she said, that doctor stole my hope. That receptionist knew Jesus Christ, and she said, maybe you need to find a new hope. Maybe you're here today and you need to find that new hope. I'm living my life right now. It's not going well. There's some issues in my life I'm trying to figure out. I seem to be a little discouraged. I don't feel like my life really has the meaning it's supposed to have. I don't really feel like my purpose in life is what it needs to be. I know there needs to be something else in this life. Resurrection Sunday is all about life. Resurrection Sunday is about coming alive and living that new life. God wants to write an Easter story with your life. He wants your life to reflect him, to see God's glory illuminated from you. He wants you to live through the hard times and the situations we live in today. But he wants you to live through those things in his glory and realize that God has power. We have that same power when we believe.